0: Good morning, Bernard. How are you doing, sir? Good. Well, great
1: news. We
2: is live. Okay. Fantastic. All right. Let me just go ahead and post up here so we can get the ball rolling here. All right. Well, good morning. Always a great morning, men of God. Welcome to the National Men's Prayer Call. We get so excited every Tuesday and Thursday morning. Uh, Because we get this opportunity to come before you not only in prayer, but God has blessed us tremendously over the past nine years to bring a rhema word or something that's going to impact uh, men's lives. And we're just so grateful and thankful for that. Uh, We don't take it for granted. Uh, This month, this month of February, our topic is mental health. And I know not only just for the men, but also for the women as well that joins us as well on the line. We're grateful for them as well that that's such a a topic that is so prevalent, especially right now, with what's going on in the world. Uh, So much many people are so depressed and stressed, but we bind that in the name of Jesus. We know that we do have a solution, and we just thank God uh, right, for just the opportunity to come before you and just bring you a word that's going to encourage you, to motivate you, to help build your spirit man up. And so with that being said, we're so grateful because we have a gentleman going to be pouring into us here coming up here in a few minutes that's one of the founding members of the national men's prayer call and we have him on we get excited because he this gentleman here is so busy in his scheduling especially throughout the week with his um with the employment and everything but uh he's taking time out this morning to share with us so we're gonna we're gonna get him out of the bullpen because he's always prepared and ready to go uh so i'm gonna go ahead and jump in and and then go ahead and open us up in prayer so we can hear from this outstanding uh, man of God here. The God of Abraham, uh, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Lord, this morning, we wanna say thank you. Uh, This day, February the 15th, 2022, this day wasn't promised, but you have made it possible for us. And Father, we thank you this morning for the opportunity, Lord, We thank you, though, because the word of God says for us to be able to come boldly to the throne of grace that we may find help in time of need. Lord, this is the time we need your help. We need you more than ever, Lord, because, Father, we know that, Father, without you, we're nothing, Lord. But we thank you, Lord, that every need is met according to riches and glory in Christ Jesus. There's no lack. So we thank you being a supplier that you are for us, Lord. And, Lord, we thank you because your word says, for us to be to seek ye first the kingdom of God, that is righteousness. Oh, my God, thank you for that right standing will be added unto us, Lord. We thank you for that, Lord. Oh, we're just so grateful uh, this morning for that opportunity, Lord. And, Father, I'd just like to ask, Lord, that you continue to lift those up, Father, those first responders, Lord. We, we pray right now, Lord, that you just continue to encourage them. Give them the strength, the peace of mind, the protection that they need, Lord, as they work tireless, Lord, continuously, Lord. But, Father, we know who you are, Lord, and we thank you right now. Oh, we just lift them up before you right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Father. And Father, we just pray for those, Father, that are still battling right now, Lord, with the COVID. Lord, we, we lift them up before you. You know who they are, Lord. And I just ask right now, for, Father, the speed of recovery, healing complete healing over them. In the name of jesus i thank you for them, and father i just thank you right now lord for the opportunity lord for the men to be able to gather here lord we just pray right now lord to right now lift those up right now father this in need of prayer we thank you for the men of god lord i thank you right now for continual blessing their household lord that every need is met according to riches and glory in christ jesus there's no lack in their household lord i thank you for being a supplier because you said you were Jehovah Jireh. You said you were Jehovah Rapha, and Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Canoe. I thank you for being Jehovah Al-Shadda. <laughs> we thank you for that, Lord. Oh, God, we thank you. We can't thank you enough. And Father, I just thank you right now. Father, complete healing right now for each and every man's body. From the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. We bind any attack because we know the enemy is always lurking. Father, I just thank you right now. If I own Pastor Derek Raphael, I just lift him up right now before you in the name of Jesus. I pray right now. I bind this attack that the enemy is trying to come against him with any type of sickness, stress. Oh no, devil, you are a lie, and I bind it right now over him right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, right now. Oh yes, I'm speaking right now. Release it right now. Oh God, thank you for that right now. Oh, Father, I thank you for this outstanding man of God I lift his family up before you, Lord. I thank you right now. Oh, God, thank you for him. And Father, I just thank you right now, Lord, for the founder of the National Men's Prayer Call, Dr. Kenneth Green. Lift him up before you, Lord. I pray for him as he gets stronger and stronger each and every day. I continue, Father, give him the strength that he needs, the peace of mind that he needs. And Lord, thank you right now for First Lady Green that stands right beside him. Thank you for this outstanding woman of God. And Father, I just thank you right now for blessing us with our helpmate, Lord. Just pray, continue to allow us to walk on one accord. Because the word says if the house can't stand, if, it's di- if the house can't stand, it's the, a the house is divided, we cannot stand. And Father, we thank you that we stand and walk together on one accord. Thank you for that. And Lord, we thank you right now for blessing us with our offspring. Pray for those that are going back to school, for those that are going to their workplace. Ask that the angels are camped around about their place. Thank you for that. Thank you for blessing them then the school, the administrative that work tireless to watch over our children. Thank you for them. Thank you for all the campuses worldwide. Uh, we know the enemy's always staring. He's always, always lurking. And Father, I just thank you right now for those that are on a prayer call, Lord. I just ask right now, you lift up Anita, Annetta, uh harris's family um, mrs harris went to go be with the lord here um just this past week i just pray for that family out of hamilton park and i just ask you just continue to just lift them up during this time of their loss of a mom and ask you to continue to lift up our good friends grace edwards as she gets stronger and stronger each and every day thank you for her father hallelujah father we just pray for her God, give her the strength that she needs and Father, for also those that are also in need of prayer, you know who they are, Lord. We thank you for covering them right now with the blood of Jesus. And Father, let's ask the men of God. Just ask, continue. I guess as said, lift up. Uh, Pastor Derek Raphael. Uh, Pastor Derek Raphael will be speaking uh, this Sunday at Metro Christ Church here in Cedar Hill. We just ask for your support. Uh, this outstanding man of God. He has so much on his plate, and I know he does we just bind that. We just pray right now, Lord, for you just can just intervene. <laughs> we know that you will. Uh, so, men of God, just uh, send them a note, send them encouragement. Then uh, we just thank God for this wonderful man of God as part of our administrative team. And for all of you, men of God, we don't take you for granted. We're grateful and thankful for you. And we thank you right now, once again, Lord, for uh, preparing the man of the hour to come and share with us. This is just an outstanding man. You hear more about him in a few minutes but I just personally like to thank him uh, because he's always been in my corner he's always supported me for over the past probably 25 years that I've known this outstanding giant and I just thank God for him and his leadership and his guidance and direction Uh, and I thank God right now for this opportunity to come before you this morning and thank God for this day that wasn't promised but God made
0: it possible amen well, thank you, Reggie. You are a giant and we just appreciate all that you do and, and what you have bring to the table to make this just such a powerful, powerful ministry as we expand. You know, there's um, a a quote that says, friendship is the expressible feeling of being safe. With that person, there's no need to weigh thoughts, no measure words. With that person, you can think aloud. And I share that with you this morning because as we bring our speaker on today, uh, Coach Benny Franklin, that's what you find in him, his character, is that friendship is that expressible feeling of being safe. When you talk with him, you know that you that your that what you share and, and your communication won't be bantied about. You know that he's going to give you real authentic, uncut and 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 believable and achievable words of wisdom that he's garnered from the the corporate structure that he's been in for so long and sales management now in national team leadership and in that leadership position as he has scaled up and is leading elite teams in a multi-billion dollar corporation as they have sent him back to train and to get certification and he's gone through the John Maxwell. And you just look at all the accolades that express who Benny Franklin is. You know, just like the sage Ben Franklin of old that that discovered electricity or so they say, this young man is coming with that type of life-changing transformational information. So we just want you to just get your pen and pencil or whatever uh, recording device that you have. And not not only take copious notes, but take take notes that are you going to actually go back and, and and study. Because I promise you, this morning you are getting ready for a treat. Benny Franklin, the floor is yours, sir. Good morning. Good morning, uh, men of God and
3: Reggie. Thank you for your prayers, uh, Johnny. I always thank you for uh, Johnny knows how to make a brother feel good, huh? does he? Good morning, and uh, thank you for the prayers. Um, Let's get right into it. You know, we've been in a uh, great topic uh, for men's mental health. Uh, the timing is right. That seems to be a point of emphasis all over the country. Everybody I talk to is is addressing or trying to address mental health in some way or another. Uh, we're going to be tackling mental health this month and also next month, going into what we call our March Madness month, uh, and that's obviously a spinoff on the uh, basketball. Uh, but we want we wanted to get started on that because we are um, dealing with a time, we're dealing in, in a time where uh, mental health is real. People are trying to figure out how to figure out their lives, how to make their lives work. And so I wanted to share with you guys uh, something that I spoke on a couple of weeks ago uh, at a Toastmasters event. And I thought, and Johnny and I were sharing and I thought it would be appropriate Appropriate here, and uh, let's just get right into it. So my subject matter is the keys to a good life. The keys to a good life, and I'm gonna there's six keys to that I want to identify, and these are the keys that I use to help me uh, stay aligned with what I'm trying to achieve and when I'm goal setting and getting things um, lined up. I'm going to share these keys with you. But before I do that, I want to kind of give you some context around why these keys are important. And also give you some context around how you were created by God. All right. Now, this is important because it gives us some understanding on why we do what we do, why we have our insecurities, uh, why we question ourselves about different things. So. There are four basic human needs, right? Four basic human needs. And I wanna identify these four basic human needs for you before I get into these keys. And those four basic human needs are the need for identity, the need for acceptance, the need for approval, and the need for a sense of belonging. Those are the four basic human needs that people typically have uh, deficiencies or insecurities in one or four of those areas. Now, I'll be completely transparent. My whole life, I've suffered with three of them. You know, acceptance, that's that's been an issue for me, Uh, a sense of approval, and a sense of belonging. Those are things that have always Uh, As I look back on my life, and actually since I came into this information, I can go back and reflect and say, okay, that's what's going on with me. And having that information helps me self-correct. Now, with that information, let's lay out these keys to a good life. There are six of them. Let's start with the first one. In order for you to have a good life, you need to understand spirituality. Spirituality is number one. And spirituality simply is your awareness and understanding of your connection to the source of all intelligence and creation, God. You know, we are all, basically we are all spiritual beings having a human experience. So the, as soon as you can come to grips and come into an understanding, and this is really important today, that you are a spiritual entity, that is your kinship to God, then you can commit to spiritual growth, the things that'll help you uh, be more committed, pay more attention to get a better understanding on what spirituality actually is. Now, for me, I'm unapologetically Christian. That's where I get my education. That's how I grow spiritually. For others, they may, in you know, all religion, in some basis, is built around some form of spirituality in uh, and, 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 and that concept. So the first key to a good life is spirituality. The second key to a good life is gratefulness. Gratefulness. You know, I, we often have to remind ourselves, when we, especially when we get to complaining, and, and if you live in the United States especially, when we get to complaining about what we don't have, what we don't have going on, what we're not doing. If you've ever been abroad and you've seen some, been exposed to some third world countries, here's what I'll tell you. Anybody over there would trade places with you on your worst day. You know, so we we have to find a way to be grateful all the time, especially when times get tough. Because we really, and then we go back and even look, my dad and I were talking about this. When we go back and look at, even in his generation, my dad's 84 years old, even in his generation coming up, he can't believe the things that we have access to now. We're still complaining, according to him, that's his word. We're still complaining that we have so much available to us, so much access to everything, uh, that he can't believe that we just, the level of ungratefulness that he just sees. And you know, he's right. And I even have to catch myself. From complaining. Uh, I'll share with you. I, I go through an exercise every morning, um, and my wife calls it a ritual, but I go through an exercise every morning where I get up early, and we both do this. We'll get up early and we'll go to our designated spaces, and we'll spend mindful time. Uh, we'll read our devotional. Um, we'll go through our meditation. And as I'm in my meditation, what part of my meditation is a meditation of, of gratitude. You know, I'm going. I'm actually going through the exercise of thanking God for every single thing that I have. I just wanna be grateful, whether that's my family, being part of this ministry, uh, the, the employers, the, the people that I have an opportunity to work for, the people that work with me, the friends that I've uh, accumulated over the years, my family, When I look at things, I have so much to be grateful for, especially from where the Lord brought me from, the things that he brought me through. I have to be constantly reminding myself every single day to be thankful and to be grateful. Now, I mention this because this is something that takes an effort for you to do is to be mindful enough to be grateful every single day so gratitude and gratefulness that's that's something that's a key to you having a good life the third key is productivity now productivity is important because it doesn't mean just being busy you know busy work doesn't often lead to productivity productivity means you have this mindset that you are uh, uh results oriented and outcome driven. I want to repeat that results oriented and outcome driven. That's your mindset. When you're trying to be productive, you have to be working, uh, in, into a specific outcome. You, you, you have to have a strategy tactics and a process in place. When you start setting goals in order for you to become productive, there has to be an outcome, uh, uh in place. Now, we were commanded right out of the gate. God told Adam to be multiplying, and be fruitful. You know, basically, you know, He put him to work. You, you have to work for everything. Now, why am I even mentioning this? Because today, all of the marketing is built around easy. Don't have to put much work into it. If you want to, if you want to sell something, all you have to do is create the perception that it's easy to achieve, and people will buy it. We especially kingdom men need to push back on that because anything that's worth having comes with some hard work and you have to stay productive if you don't stay productive then you stay lazy i'm telling you we're losing generations of these young millennials and these young kids and these uh gen x is because they are just simply looking for the shortcut they they don't have that extra gear and i don't want to i'm with a broad brush because I know some brilliant young young men and young women but as a whole they don't have that gear that they need in my opinion to survive and as a result they're not as productive as they need to be and because they're not as productive as they need to be they're not satisfied with their life they're depressed they're not happy and a big part of it is their their lives are just not productive and trying to express that to people. And I wanna challenge all of the men that are within the sound of my voice that are listening to this, to challenge the people that you have influence over to be productive. Productivity is a key to having a good life. There is a sensation that you get of accomplishment when you are productive. You feel good when you're productive. And we need to make sure that we let people understand that There's, there's a great feeling that you have of achievement, achievement through productivity. So we want to make sure that we, un, we understand and we spread that out that being productive is part and one of the keys to a good life. The fourth key to a good life is philosophy. Philosophy. Now, here's my definition of philosophy. All that you know and what you're doing with what you know. I want to repeat that, all that you know and what you're doing with what you know. You see, everything that we do, every decision we make, every group we're part of is based on a specific philosophy as far, as far as how you want to approach it. All I'm saying is, is make sure that you are under the right philosophy, you're following the right philosophy. Make sure that you, Uh, What you're feeding yourself is leading you down the right path to help you make decisions. See, the philosophy that you operate under is tied to the decisions that you make because it affects your belief system. So philosophy is important and one of the keys to having a good life. The fifth one I think is important. (laughs) The fifth key to having a good life is contentment. Contentment. Now, contentment in most of the world basically means inner peace. The thing that's interesting about contentment in the Western culture is that it's, it has a negative connotation because it's associated with selling for. That is not what it means. Contentment means that you are good with who you are. You are good with yourself. You, I operate under this philosophy. Until you are good with where you are and what you have, you can't have more because you won't be responsible with it. You have to be good with who you are. You have to be good with what you have in order to get more. I believe that wholeheartedly. Contentment is something that, and this is why I meditate often, because I need to be in that space to where I'm good. And you have to, we got all of this noise. We living in an era of epic distractions uh, that we got all this negative thing. The media has a concentrated effort to put a bunch of meg negative stuff out there because that's what the react, they're getting a reaction. That's what people respond to. People respond to negative stuff or crazy stuff. And so you, to this this day, especially because of the internet, which, you know, by the way, when they invented, when the internet, I remember when the internet first came on and it was supposed to be in this great highway uh, for uh, the super highway to connect everybody in the world, right? Uh, it, it was going to be wonderful. And in some cases it has been, it's, it's it's you know, every people can communicate with each other all over the world, but they forgot one thing, they forgot that the human being were gonna show up. And all of the negative and all of our insecurities and all of our anxieties, all of our mess, all of our meanness, all of our anger was gonna show up and it was gonna be on full display. And so now you got people that are, it's just created a culture of being disrespectful because now you can hide behind a tweet and disrespect somebody, you can hide behind an email and not be confrontational, you can get brave. I mean, we've got people that have gotten brave overnight just because they can send a tweet out, right? (laughs) And they feel like they can say whatever they want to say. So with all of this stuff that's happening with us, I feel like it's important that we understand that you have to go through the exercise of mindfulness to get to a true place of inner peace whether that's prayer, whether that's meditation. The Bible mentions meditation, I think it's over 30 something times. I can't, that number may be off, but it mentions it quite a few times. So meditation is important because we have to get to a place where we can get ourselves centered and shield ourselves from all of the noise and get in the habit of that mindfulness, contentment. We, We have to be Discipline enough to do that. This is why you see all of this, you know, mindfulness and meditation, gurus, and all of this. The, There's a reason why these people are popular because people are seeking out ways to stop the noise, to cut the noise down, to find themselves, to get centered. So let's make sure that you are participating in some form of mindfulness and meditation. If, if no, if it's no more than 10 minutes a day to try to get yourself right, because that is. Contentment, inner peace, is one of the keys to a good life. And the last one, I intentionally saved this one for last. This is number six. The sixth key to a good life is radical forgiveness. Radical forgiveness. Part, you know, I mentioned I have my ritual that I go through every morning where I uh, go through my prayer, I read my, medit- I read my devotional, uh, and as I'm in my meditation, uh, I go through a series of things that I'm focusing on. And one of them I told you was is uh, gratitude. Uh, the last one I go through is forgiveness. Because I want to make sure that anybody that I offended for that day, for the following day, last week, that I go through the process of actually asking for forgiveness. In my mind first, and what this has done is created the action for me and the ref- it's muscle memory now that I can sense if I've offended someone and I will apologize immediately. I won't hold on to anything now. When I'm apologizing, the apology really is for me and the person that I'm apologizing to. They're a beneficiary of of this of this act because I want to clear up that I didn't intend to offend offend them. Now, why do I stress it that way? Because sometimes people won't accept your apology. Some people like to stay in a really bad space. Some people like hating other people, you know, especially and then if that person you're dealing with is hurt, hurt, hurt people, hurting people hurt people. And so. Oftentimes when you get into a, a, a space of forgiveness, you really can't worry about if the person accepts your apology or, or the fact that you forgive them or not. You can't have any expectation that they're gonna be giving back to you what you are given to them. And as long as you can stay in that space, you will be clean. You will actually be free. Even if you have to go back from years, maybe it was something traumatic that happened to your wife, maybe it was, uh, happened in your life, maybe it's something that was done to you personally. Go through the, that's why it's called being radical with it. Forgive everybody. So you can be free. Because I'm telling you, if you don't forgive and let it go, it will make you bitter. It will make you mean. It will create anxiety. It will make you sad. It will make you depressed. Radical forgiveness, to me, is the most important key to having a good life. Thank you. I hope somebody benefited from that but this is work for me. But thank you, National
1: Miss Perkoff. Wow, those are such a powerful, powerful session this morning. We thank you so much for that, Mr. Franklin. And uh, as we continue to process this, you spoke about some very powerful things, keys to a good life, quality life, a productive life. In doing that, you gave us some essentials. There are four basic human needs. You spoke about identity, do you really know who you are and don't get caught up in your position because your position is what you do is not who you are. That's very important you talked about the need for acceptance everyone wants to feel accepted everyone wants to be accepted. Then you talked about approval and belonging a sense of belonging when you talk about approval and belonging, I heard you tied that into significance. Everyone wants to feel that they are significant and everyone's searching for significance, so very powerful. Then you got into the core of what you were talking about, the keys to a good life, spirituality. You mentioned the word awareness. When we become aware of whose we are, we become aware of who we are. In him, we live, we move, and we have our being. Our total existence is contained in him. That's so very powerful. You talked about gratefulness, now, during all times, not just temporary, situational gratefulness, but gratefulness during all times, so very important. Then you talked about productivity, and you mentioned that productivity is more than being busy, but productivity is effectiveness at what you're doing. Many people are busy, but they are not effective And you talked about productivity. What are we producing? Philosophy jumped out because one of the things that you said is all that you know and what you do with what you know, your definition, very powerful, all that you know and what you do with what you know. You know, and that's so very powerful because I thought about people have false philosophies of themselves. They will paint a picture and portray one thing But beneath the core, they live something else. behavior modification. And we have to be mindful of that. That's powerful. Contentment. That stood out. And you put out some very important things. You talked about inner peace. Contentment. Inner peace. Good with you and who you are. The question with that in which is so very powerful, some things that you brought to us, I must be content with who I am. But at the same time, I must make sure that I haven't painted a false picture, that I'm contentment with being dysfunctional in a functional world. Do I have that inner peace? Thank you so much for that. And then you talked about radical forgiveness. Now, when you said that, that put the pen in the paper for me. That put the pen and that tacked it to the wall. Something that's so vitally important because God's been dealing with me with that for the past few days, because people will give you their words, say they're going to do something and not follow up on what they're going to do. Then I begin to question their character and their integrity. I say, you have, you, you have a character, but what type of character is it? And then forgiveness. And this is what stood out to me when you said that, forgiveness is victory over history and forgiveness is remembrance without vengeance. So when you said that, that thing really stood out to me today. Thank you so much for that. I mean, it's so powerful. And if we'll take that and carry that with us, gentlemen, as we navigate our journeys, remember, integrity, character goes into everything that Mr. Franklin, Dr. Franklin, I like to call him, was shared with us this morning. So let's take this and navigate our journeys. Father, we are mindful of who you are. We are mindful of who we are in you. And in all of your splendor, all of your glory, all of your majesty and all of your sovereignty, we are thankful that you would allow us to assemble ourselves together, that you could share with us these nuggets of wisdom that we might be who you created us to be and that we might experience the best of life, keys to a good life because it's in you that we live, that we move and that we have our being. Now we thank you for the grace that you placed upon this fellowship We thank you for the grace that you placed upon the visionary and the ones who continue to carry this vision to bring it to fruition. We thank you for the effectiveness of it. Now we speak live to each and every person. We decree and declare your divine purpose and your divine will being demonstrated and manifested as they walk in the fulfillment of all that you released them to walk into because they are aware of who you are and who they are in you. We give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name, Amen. Optimum blessings, gentlemen.
2: Great prayer, hey, Dr. man! Oz, Outstanding, you prayer. Benny.
0: Hey, man, that was that was
2: great. Sir. very, very that was, that was well good. prepared, very well orchestrated. I loved it, man. Johnny, you talking about Copa's notes, man? I'm
1: gonna have <laughs> <laughs> to.